Hey everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators and Cantor Predator. Why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Yeah. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face and you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, no predators. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true. star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club Podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue you. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, and if you're brand new to the show, this is a comedy variety podcast where I talk to friends, comedians, and various guests, usually over a drink or two about life. This week is not a drinking episode. In fact, um, this is a sober one, but I love doing the sober episodes because your girl drank a lot on New Year's Eve, spent way too much money, and booze is like drinking is becoming so normal to me that when I don't have to drink, I it's actually like a lot of fun for me. That is, I know, like literally the lamest statement that someone with a quote unquote drinking podcast could ever say, but I actually really do mean that. I'm trying to be trying to get healthier. Um, drinking certainly doesn't help with that, but I digress. A lot of the times, a drink or two is involved. This week's guest doesn't drink. And I said, fuck it. I'm not going to drink either. Why Why should I feel the need to have to have a drink when I could save it for when I really want to get drunk? You know what I mean? I think I might be a binge drinker. But anyways, um, you guys, I'm so excited for you to hear this week's episode. This week, I have a returning guest on the show. Comedian Matt Baker, um, who was actually on the podcast before with his comedy pal, partner in crime, Andrew Verge. That was a great episode, so make sure to check that one out. But he's flying solo this time, and I get to know Matt a bit better in this one. We really just got right into it. We talked a lot about various aspects of life, including single life, staying positive when negative things happen to you, and how that really works, and especially with the comedy lifestyle, where you do 
need to be committed in the sense that you're always doing things where you might not be getting paid. So you're really committing yourself to the grind. And that's what Matt does. He truly is one of those people that just loves comedy so much and is willing to put the work in. And he has a lot of really good insight. This was a super fucking fun episode. You know what I like about this episode and Matt in particular? He's one of those guests that comes off a little guarded at first, but once you get to know him, he will gradually open up and let you know some tidbits about him that you might not know otherwise. So that's what I love about guests like that. I find that I either get guests like him or I get guests that are just like, I'm an open book and here's everything about me. Both are really, really fun to have. We can't have any cagey bitches on this show. So please follow Matt Baker. If you're in the Halifax area, he is on a lot of shows, various open mics around the city. So follow him on Instagram. That is comedian Matt Baker. So it's at comedian underscore Matt underscore Baker. Obviously follow Intoxicated. That's Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. You can follow myself on social media. That is at Sarah M-A-C-L and on Twitter at Sarah McClellan and links below to all of that. I'm going to try to tone it the fuck down on all my call to actions. All I got to say is that as you're digging the show, make sure you are subscribed to Intoxicated. You follow on social media. A rating or review always helps as well. You can email your questions, comments, or feedback to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. Anything, guys. Email me. Anything you want. Life questions. Advice questions. Anything. Like, literally anything. Well, actually, not anything. But you know what I mean. Anyways, shut up, Sarah. Get to the episode. You guys are going to love this one. Please enjoy this episode with Matt Baker. I'm lonely. Okay, perfect. There we go. Perfect. (laughs) I feel like I want to start the episode with, I'm lonely. I'm lonely. (laughs) Because that is, that could go on my gravestone as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be surrounded by friends and still be lonely. That's uh, the moral today. Isn't it so, that's so crazy. It's insane. But it's also, it, it makes you think, that's for sure. Doesn't it? I know. Makes you think, makes you think. But yeah. It's, it's good, it's good. It's well, life. a lot of people say like, I always see quotes that are like, it's better to be alone and lonely than lonely with someone. And I yeah. disagree. I mean, I disagree with that quote. For sure. I have a real issue with that quote because you're still slightly getting slightly more than the person who's totally alone. Yeah. Because you're you're probably getting a Unless level of... Unless the person that you're with, when you feel alone, is like a real piece of shit. Oh, yeah. If you're totally <laughs> In unhappy. In which case, it's a loss. Yeah. If you're totally unhappy, that's that's fine. Or that's not good. Get out of it. But yeah, if, if you're it, unhappy, <laughs> it's fine. But if you're lonely, do something about it. <laughs> I was with someone and things weren't totally great, but I still like went to bed with them every night. Yeah, yeah. you still get that physical the the uh, you're getting your skin hunger met. Oh yeah, that's skin like a hunger. huge one. It's just like falling asleep. Yeah, I, I've, I've I don't know why my Instagram keeps like sending me shit now. It knows that I'm in the gym, I guess, or something like that. <laughs> But it sends me, like, gym stuff, and then it also sends me, like, weird stuff where it's like, you'll sleep better if you're cuddling someone, and blah, 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 and, like, hugging someone for 30 seconds increases this. And you're like, what are you, fucking... (laughs) First off, how do you know this? Second of all... Why do you know this? Oh, the targeted ads and the things that you get targeted on social media are so, like, depressing and telling of who you are. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I got a lot of weighted blankets. Weighted blankets? I'm yeah. all... Currently, my uh, Facebook ads are older ladies looking for love. Older ladies looking for love? No, that's not true. <laughs> I was going to say, what have you been doing online that's been sending those to your, your way? That's my go-to. That's uh, I used to open with a... With a any chance there's a hot beach babe underscore six nine six nine oh eight in the crowd tonight? <laughs> and no one would say anything. I'm like, ah, she said she would be here. Oh, and, damn it. And it was just like the idea of fucking meeting people online and just being like, yeah, I could be anything. It's online is. It's a weird place. I did it. I did a. So I did a Tinder experiment. Did a Tinder experiment. A Tinder experiment. Tell me about the Tinder experiment. I've been far, like, uh, every. Like, I've been in relationships my whole life. My whole life I've been in relationships, which is great. I like being with people. I like helping people. I like uh, going through things with others. I don't take advice very well from others. Like, Ooh. if I'm in a relationship, they're like, you should do this. I'm like, yeah, but let me help you instead. And I'll just, I like helping people, but I don't like receiving, you know, help in a sense, right? We're going to put a pin in that. We're going to get back to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> So as soon as I moved out here, I was just like, fuck, I was single and not even looking for anything, but I've never been on Tinder. And anytime I move somewhere and I feel weird, I need to do something to help write. Like I need to be make smart, you feel less weird, less weird or to like be smart and start working on stuff. So I hadn't been, I'd never really been on Tinder like ever. Yeah. So I downloaded Tinder uh, just to see what was going on with it. And I just posted like four or five photos and I think my bio was like, uh, no frozen two spoilers, please. That's, <laughs> that's what it said. I love it. That's what my bio said. That's great. And it was just like random photos of me, no selfies because I just, yeah, I don't have them and I don't think that's a good thing. And then, um, just like, like me, one of them was like me in the woods fishing and then one of them was this, but I specifically made, uh, made certain that there was no comedy photos. Because I didn't want to be, I didn't want, I didn't want that. To I be always a thing. wonder that with comedians. I didn't want that to be a thing. And then I talked, or I had Tinder for a bit, and I like downloaded it, deleted, downloaded, deleted. Because I, I don't like it. I don't like the idea. Well, that's of fucking... everyone's relationship with it. They, no one ever stays away completely. Yeah, you'll always go back at some point. It's just for me. I now I look at it just to see what kind of weird shit people say because it's uh-huh. fucking hilarious. And, it really is. Um, so I. I think I got like 40 people that were interested in me at, over like five days. And 40 likes? 40 That's likes. That's really good. 40 likes. And uh, so I had that. I was like, this is, it is what it is, right? Yeah. And so I was like done with it. I was like, I don't even fucking care. So I deleted it. I didn't even talk to anyone, I don't think. And then uh, I was like, well, I was talking to a guy up at Hell's Basement and he was talking about how he met someone on Tinder because he talks about comedy on Tinder and he talks about like, oh yeah, sometimes I'll like mention that I'm at a show. You should come watch me or something like that if you want to hang out. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So I I was talking to my buddy. I was like, all right, I'm going to, da- I'm going to redo Tinder and I'm going to do only comedy. I'm going to do four photos oh uh, or three or four, four, three or four photos. Um, and three of the four are me doing comedy. And then one of them's just like a photo of me and Andrew and my buddy Jordan and that, that we took on the comedy tour. And then in my bio, I just wrote, I tell jokes sometimes. I like that. And, uh, over, I think it's like been like maybe four days and I have 
just under a hundred likes. Jesus Christ! See that this is oh, you so fucking it's, it's you like, fucking male comedians, man. No, Jesus. no, no. But like, you, I'm not I'm not happy about it though. You're why? Because it's how is that not validating? It's not validating to me because they're like, oh, I don't care how you look. I just care if you're funny. But then at the same time, it's like. <laughs> That's kind of nice. It's well, that's a double-edged sword. It's kind of nice because they're like, oh, they just. But at that's, the same time, like you have no idea if I'm just a comic who's like, fuck women, you're trash. Like it's just, yeah, you have no idea. You're just like, oh, he's a comic. I bet I like him because he's funny. It's like you have no. I could be the biggest racist piece of shit on the planet of the earth when I'm telling jokes, and you would just be like, oh, he's nice. Well, also, I think here's the thing. I think I think a lot of women like funny men. Not all women understand the, I'm not going to say baggage, but the nuances that come with oh, yeah. g- like dating someone who does comedy. Yeah. There's lifestyle things in there. There's like, there's a lot going on with that. Yeah. That you have to accept and be okay with. And maybe not all women realize that, but they just go, oh, he's funny. So yeah, yeah. let like swipe right. Kind yeah, of he must want to talk to me all the time. It's like. <laughs> No, I don't like talking to anyone, actually. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. Once you're done being funny on stage, you probably yeah, just want to fuck off That's for a bit. it, forever. Because you've done it all well, day. Well, I, I dated a comic, and that, like, I'd say the only benefit to that, like, I mean, she was fucking awesome. She was hilarious. Funniest, yeah. seriously, if anyone deserves a comedy special from Canada, she needs a shot. She's fucking awesome. Oh, damn. And uh, we, like, just things didn't work out. Comedy wasn't the same. Anyways... The one benefit was we both did comedy. So we were both like riding the highs and lows of it. We both understood that like at nighttime you go to the bar to do jokes, right? There's no other like things going on. Right. Uh, you speak the same language. Yeah, exactly. You understand the routine. Whereas I then saw someone else for a bit and they were like, oh, like, how is this and this and that? And then I was like, I explained to them at some point, I was like, when you do great, it's awesome. But I was like, the next morning, that it's not, it's all gone. It's it's all gone. It's like the best high, and yeah. then the next morning you feel lower than all lows for some reason because you have like this such a huge rush, and then it's gone, and then it's gone, Ooh. and then like it's insane. I have so much to say about that. First, I'm going to introduce you. Oh, that's my friend Valina that I was talking Is about. Is she calling you? She's just calling me there. Oh, we should get her on. <laughs> yeah, I should put her on now. I don't know Bloody. what she's doing. But. We're here with Matt Baker. Hey. And Thanks I for having me. I look like a freaking ghost. I don't, know, I don't know how to make myself look less pale. I have a honest. mark on my face because I tried to move a treadmill today and it fell on my face. Oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, that's what happens when you're trying to move treadmills by yourself. That is... That so is now it kind of just looks like did. I had a unibrow and I tried to shave the unibrow and See, scrape my face. You don't look as washed out. Look how washed out I look. I think, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't I know. Look, I look flushy. That's what I look like. I look flushed. I don't know what that I is, but flushed. we'll have to deal with it and roll on forward. But you are, it's Matt Baker. Hey. You've done an episode with your friend Andrew Verge. Yep, that was so fun. And now you're back for your solo episode, which means so I get to dive deep into your psyche yeah. and extract information more in, in more detail than a buddy episode. The buddy episodes are really fun. Yeah, buddy episode is super fun. But but the solo ones are a little more like, let's get into the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty, faux shitty. No, it's probably not going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. 
No, no, I mean, I it's going to be good. I listened to your episode good, but... with Brandon and Kyle. Oh, yeah, that was so fun. Those guys are You're fucking great. You're making the podcast rounds. Yeah, I'm doing uh, doing my works. Hopefully, I'll do all the podcasts, all the shows, and die by M30. <laughs> it's the bank. So Wait, it, how old are you? You gotta, I'm 29 now. Oh, my God, you have a whole Just, year. Yeah, yeah, 20, a, 2020 is the year. We have a whole year to make your dreams come true before you leave this world. Yeah, I'm going to do every <laughs> other podcast I can. <laughs> And then uh, that's it. That'll be that. I'm not going to kill myself. I just, I'm going to, I took a Facebook quiz when I was 17 and it said I was going to die at 30. What? Yeah. Like, what was the Facebook quiz? Like, it when said, will Mark you die? Mark Zuckerberg will find you and kill you. No. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. No, it, it's like one of those random quizzes where like, find out how you die. And you're just like, okay. And it's like, what's your name? And you're like, ah. And it's like, what's your favorite color? And you're like, ah. And it's like, what do you like to do? And you're like, ah, and it's like, boop, you're, you're going to die by a car accident at 29. Wow. You're just like, okay, this seems weird. Holy just like shit. one of those random ones. Do you remember like when quizzes were the thing to do? Yeah. Like there was a period of time with Facebook where it was just like constant. It was like you would do multiple a day. Yeah. And you would share multiple a day. For sure. It was like, I never got too into them when I was younger on Facebook just because I don't know. I never did Facebook too hard. Yeah. But I I used to, I have a couple jokes about them for sure because I just, Facebook quizzes? Because I think they're hilarious. Well, I did a depression quiz recently. Oh. So I went on Psychology Today. Oh, geez. And it was, I've never been to that website. (laughs) Over a hundred questions. And I answered honestly. That's good. And while I was answering them, I was going, there's no way I'm going to get anything other than you're depressed as fuck and maybe get help. But they did have like questions about suicide in there. And I am I know that I'm not. Yeah. But all my other answers were like, yep, 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 yeah. yep. <laughs> and then my result was like, you're mildly depressed. And I was like, bitch, fuck off. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm just mildly You're angry depressed. at the amount of depression. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll have you know it is more than mild. All right. I'm at least I'm, medium. I'm the Chipotle of depression. All right. I'm the jalapeno. I'm between mild and hot. I have Chipotle depression. <laughs> I was pissed because it was like, and, and I've talked to friends who are like medicated for depression and they all are like, you got to tell them that you're going to kill yourself or else they won't give you drugs. Which is, uh, I don't know if that's the way to go about things though at the same time. Because oh, whatever no. drugs they give you are going to fuck with your mind. Like people tell you to get like... Depression, antidepressants and shit like that. That's not, uh, if you don't have to take them, don't take them. I, well, I mean, and I would totally agree with you. Like I've gone through like a lot of spouts of it. Yeah. And I've never been medicated and I've always managed to deal. My ability to deal lately has been getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I often wonder like, would medication just help me on a day to day basis of like, Maybe it's lower dosage or maybe it's a certain... Because like, there's so many different drugs out there. Oh, yeah. And for there's, sure. there's some people who would agree with you and say, like, like this took away who I was and made me, like, a flatline person. And mm. I don't want that. No. I, I like the fact that I can be kind of manic sometimes. Yeah, yeah no, it's 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 good to <laughs> but, have th- this. It's, it's good, good to have, to have some, that. Some you have down. to. Because you yeah. appreciate this more when you're down here and vice versa. Oh, that's true. But, like, if you're just... Mm, the whole time then you're like yeah whatever it's not like if you just don't care about life at all you're yeah just or you're just everything. like oh yeah like i don't hate my life but i'm not in love with my life so yeah. then it's like what, where's the fun in that right and sometimes you're going to be like this is the best i've ever been and then other times you're like tomorrow i could not wake up and that would be cool so that's interesting like what you said about the the highs and the lows and how sometimes it's like the next day you feel the, the low. Oh yeah. Like when you've had a really high high. I had that happen to me recently and I, <laughs> I'm not going to say what it was, but it was an interesting night. <laughs> 
And then the next day I had a day long breakdown. Oh yeah. Like, and, and I, I'm not even ex- like over exaggerating. I didn't leave the bed until about 5 PM. Yeah. And I was like, and that's happened to me too. Like after, like I've done live streams of the podcast where it's yeah. like 15 hour live stream. So much fun. Excitement for 15. And then it's yeah. like a big crash. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how you fucking deal with this. Like, it's so strange. Like, I had fun. Why am I so sad? The ups and downs of it all. Like, that makes no... Like, is it just because you don't have the high anymore that you're like, will I ever be that high again? Yeah, maybe. Like, chasing the white dragon or whatever drug addicts say. Oh, is that what Uh, they say? I don't know. I just... (laughs) I could play a drug addict on a show probably, but not with that. Which is funny because you don't do drugs at all. No, I I don't dabble. (laughs) I avoid. Yeah. But uh, I think when you when you get into like a rhythm of like doing shows and hitting those highs and then having like these awesome experiences and then you like get overwhelmed with how great it is and then it's the next morning you don't have that at all right so then you're just like fuck you feel like drained i i liken it to like almost being dehydrated you know what i mean where you're just like fuck i feel like i'm thirsty but then you're like dehydrated to the point where like even drinking one glass of water is not going to help so then you're yeah, like oh, nothing fuck, will punch I mean, it. yeah exactly Ooh, that's actually like a really good mo- and i hear that it, it happens a lot with weddings oh yeah so like a bride will put so much into her wedding uh, and it's like the day that you dream of like all your life yeah, yeah. and you put so much you plan you plan this thing for a year and then it's very common to get post-wedding depression because you've like that's what you that was your pinnacle of what you looked forward to, yeah. and now it's over. It's like when Bilbo came back from uh, the ring. Yes. The ring journey. <laughs> well, I got it. Whatever. What do I do now? What movie was that? Lord of the I Ring. I love reference. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so much. But it, like you have this huge thing where so much is riding on it, and you know, yeah. Frodo. Sorry, when Frodo comes back. <laughs> From the ring thing. Uh, I watched The <laughs> Hobbit like two weeks ago, so oh, that's why ya? Frodo wasn't my thing. Oh, I love um, it. But it's like you have this huge epic journey. You have this huge epic experience that so much has been working towards. Yeah. And then once it's done, you're like, what the fuck do I do with my life? Like, what next? What, what is it? And uh, I think that happens to everyone. Like, I watched, yeah. uh, have you seen Free Solo with Alex Honnold? I have not. So he's the guy that free soloed rock climbing. Uh, Capitan. No ropes, <laughs> no nothing. Holy shit. 3,000 feet of climbing, no ropes, like fucking Oof. hard climbing. And then he was talking about like, oh, well, now I don't know what to do because I've done it already. So he's like, I don't know what my next step is. And then you go into a bit of a like, hmm, will I ever beat what I just did? What's the point in trying? What's How the, can I be Is that? there a point? Yeah. And that actually ties nicely into my next question for you, which is we are in, this is early January. You're the first podcast of 2020. <laughs> 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 Did you have a good New Year's Eve? I had a fucking solid New Year's Eve. Yeah, I yeah. did too. I went to uh, I went to Hell's Basement, my favorite club in Canada. I, I really need to go. You do. You yeah. need to go. Um, next time I head up, you should take along. Let me know the next time. I will. Time. I will. Yeah. And uh, had a. I never never say I I don't like to be like oh, I had a great set or anything like that. No comic does because <laughs> everything's opinion based. Everything's yeah. opinion based. However, I will say. It was by far, I'd say almost with 99% certainty, the most fun set I had of 2019. Oh, that's amazing. Like, just a really great crowd. Uh, just played off the crowd a good. Worked on some new jokes. Everyone took to them. I saw a short clip from that night. Yep. Yeah, that the funny. Ender. The Ender, yeah. Someone called. Someone's phone rang, so I picked it up quick. Yeah! 
It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I love super fun. fun. This is why you have people listening. This is why you got to go see live comedy. Yeah. Spontaneous yeah, yeah. little things like that happen. Yeah. And even if you go a lot, like I go a lot, there's still these spontaneous moments that can happen that yeah, make it one-offs. magical. Like you think going magical. to see a magician live is cool. You got you got to realize that the magician has practiced that trick. He's made that dove disappear and reappear. Whereas, like when a comic does crowd work, yeah. like that trick's never been done. Never. They don't it's even in, know. It's literally they, in the moment. They don't know if the dove's going to come back alive <laughs> or not. So yeah. when you have good crowd work, it's like way better than any magic trick there could be because hundred percent. No one knows if you're actually if the lady's going to be put back together from after she's been sawed in half. <laughs> so I saw a comedian. Do you know Jared Campbell? Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's great. So good. He, like, when I saw him at Yuck Yucks, because he headlined Yuck Yucks somewhat recently. Yeah, because he's doing his Straight White Fail Tour. Oh, yeah. he just dropped an album. Yeah, yeah. So good. I would say, and this isn't an insult to him at all, but, like, probably 50% of his set was just talking to the crowd. Yeah. It was the hardest. Like, I laughed. My stomach hurt. Yeah. From laughing so hard. Yeah. He was so good. And, like, the talent it takes to just be on the ball like that and, like, throw something out to a complete stranger and not and then you get a response and you just have things to roll with yeah it's that that's the skill right there's there. uh there's some premeditation with every uh, everything crowd work especially with guys at that level because they know they've experienced it enough where they've seen it go wrong right when you address the crowd so they when you're doing crowd work you're like almost two three steps ahead because you're like whatever they answer if it's the answer i was looking for i'm going left if it's the answer I wasn't looking for, I'm going right. Yes. Or if it's so fucking weird, I can do a complete U-turn and yeah. just jump straight back into material. Right. So There's all these. That's why live comedy like, is the best. Go she, see it. It's Go see it. Oh. It's so much more fun when you when you get those experiences because you see people work. these. Like, do you know Andrew Schultz? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. Great example. Yeah. Great example of a dude who's just like next level thinking. And it's insane. Anyone, you can watch a Netflix special anytime, okay? For sure. Seeing, a lot, seeing it live is just another, yeah. it's another level. But I find what it is too is, and this is a, a amazing reason to go see local comedy um, and support local comedy is because when, say, Jim Gaffigan comes through, he's not going to be doing crowd work. He's doing his polished material because right. people want to see that. Right. And people who will like Jim Gaffigan, like I like him, um, but but the older crowd or the people who are kind of comedy fans, they go see Jim Gaffigan because they know Jim Gaffigan and they know this bit, that bit, the Pop-Tart, not the Pop-Tart, uh, fucking Pizza Pop bit, whatever it oh, is. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and so they want to see that, right? <laughs> Whereas if you go to a local comedy show, there's going to be more fun. It's it's in a bar, right? It's not in a theater. So the intimacy with the crowd is so much more. Bigger. So it's there. You, you feel like you're kind of part of it Oh, yeah, you do. But Which don't is talk great. back. Don't talk back yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. say that. You're part of it, but not too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At no point as an audience member should you ever feel like you're helping the show. Oh, dear Didn't God. you love it when I said that word? Didn't you know I was helping you there? I was setting you up. It's like, no, you weren't. You were being terrible. Oh, my God. There was a night recently at Snigley's that was so bad. There was I heard two, about this. Two evening. drunk guys. Well, I mean, there's a couple. I think there's been a couple nights recently with like kind of drunkies or like yep. heckler situations. But this one night I went somewhat recently, there was like two drunk friends like sitting like right at the front and they were so drunk and so much of it was them just talking about how drunk they were. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, move back or leave. Yeah. Like Get go sit here. at the front. 
why would you sit at the front? Yeah, ruin it for everyone else. <laughs> and again, talking back to yeah. the comedians. It's not a conversation unless they actually ask you a question. Yeah. You can't just like respond to one of their jokes. It's 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 an interesting thing when you uh as when you encounter people because sometimes what it'll be is like you'll you'll ask a question and majority of people who come to comedy shows are too scared to initiate, right? They're too scared. That's me. But then I'm you terrified. get the other person where it's like, "Oh, <laughs> I tend to think of myself as a little bit of a comedian as well. Oh, those are the worst ones. So then they think that you can be like, how are you doing tonight? You'll be like, oh, I had a bad day. I stepped in dog poop. You're like, I don't care. You're just supposed to say, <laughs> woo, and then I'm going to get into my jokes. Exactly. But, if you, like, but that's why opening the, opening the floor to like crowd work is so fun, but it yeah. can go if you're not, if you don't have the reins on it. You don't know exactly where it is. You don't know how to, like, you have to ask a question in such a specific way that they can only answer in one way or else it just goes off on a fucking rampant path about you hearing about, like, oh, you can't say that. Like, it's it's, it's insane. But, like, for you, because you've gone to so many shows and seen so much comedy, and this is a similar situation for me, too, because I've watched so much comedy, crowd work to me is, like, the end-all, be-all. Like, I love seeing crowd work. I do, too. Because I know jokes already and you know jokes because yep. you've watched enough comedies where you've done the math on it right yep. so if you're like me you watch people and you try and beat them to the punchline in your own head because i'm always just like okay how would i write this joke would i would i do the same thing they're doing and i try and see if i can get to where they're going before Ooh. they do because i want to see where their head was at when they're writing the joke whereas an audience member they're they're just like brain off they're just taking i'm not in. doing the math right yeah they're not so they're that's not, why yeah, people yeah, yeah. love to go see like jim gaffigan and stuff like that because it's great mm-hmm. because they're they don't need that stuff because they're not thinking about it they're just waiting for it to be spoon fed whereas people who see comedy a lot people who see comedy often who are part of the comedy scene yeah um i mean i speak for myself maybe um and maybe you can relate too is when i'm watching and i'm watching in a different perspective nowadays so whenever i see crowd work it make it always makes me laugh even more because i know like the spontaneity of it like the absolute tightrope that people oh walk God. with it it's just, it's great. I also saw um, over the break Chris Locke. Yeah, I, I wanted to go see that show, but uh, I was back up. Again, same thing though. Holy shit. Super funny. <laughs> just. I heard it was a great show. I, yeah. Amazing. I also hung out with him after and he was, he's such a nice guy. And it was so funny to me when you, when you hang out after and you're like, Wow, you're very different from how you are on yeah. stage. Like, not in a bad way at all. He's just no, no, being no. chill, like, chill, nice guy. And definitely still funny off stage. But, like, when he was on stage, it was, like, electrifying. Is that, like, the that, word I would that's use. That's, like, that that high, though, too. Like, you ride such a huge high on stage, and it can be super fun. And then after, you're just like, oh. And then you're just, like, yeah. in a zone where you're, like, you're still funny because you're, you're still riding a bit of that high. But I find after a show, if I'm ever talking to people, I'm, like, enjoy talking to people. Yeah. But then at a certain point, I'm, like, okay, it's I need to go home. And that was the thing. He did two back-to-back shows. Like, he did a 7 p.m., yeah, like, a 9.30 p.m. show. I'm, like, just to have that energy to do a show, take a little break, and then do it all over again. Yeah. Like, that's insane to me. Like, just the amount of energy you'd have to have to do that. Yeah, it takes a lot. Mental energy. 
And physical, I guess. Yeah, physical too, because if like when you're a comic, you have to deliver physically as well. Like some comics can get away with it, like super deadpan delivery yeah. and not moving around a lot, but physical movement, like body language is huge, right? I actually would totally agree because there's not many, like a lot of the, actually the comedy that I'm really drawn to is energetic. Yeah, yeah. People who walk around the stage. Like if you see Eliza Schlesinger, yeah. she's moving around so much. She's, she's, she's getting she's, down on all floors. All, like yeah. she's like, and I, I fucking love that because I just, I don't even think like if I were to do it, I don't think I'd be able to stand still. I would mm-hmm. have to pace. You have to, but it, and then it's what it is, is that vibrating energy through you. Yeah. And then people are, it's like contagious, right? Yeah. But yeah. when you, I find if you stand still, um, you almost, it almost creates this sense of discomfort. And if you're uncomfortable, then the audience members are going to be uncomfortable too. Absolutely. And that's not good. So and you it doesn't make for good boomerangs. It. No. It, <laughs> dude, I've you're made so many boomerangs. People, people taking boomerangs of you, you want to give yeah, them yeah. something that is a yeah, good yeah, boomerang. Yeah. I love a great boomerang. <laughs> I'm all about, like, if I'm at a show... I'll take as many photos and boomerangs yeah. as comics as possible because it's like at the end of the day, uh, we should all promote each other. That's a huge thing. That's thank you. We're all yes. in this together. And yes. uh, at the same time, like if someone who you know likes me, then they're going to find me if you took my photo. Uh-huh. And if someone I know likes you, then they're going to find you through the photo I took of you. And that's like, that's how you bridge the gap. Like. There's no reason for anyone in this scene to be like, ah, I don't want photos or, or I don't take photos or this or that. Mm-hmm. It's like photos and Instagram, and social media, you can choose to have it a part of your, your life or not. But right. comedically as a business, I think it's the wisest shit right I now. I 100% agree with you and people listening who like don't like social media. I get it. It sucks yeah. sometimes, but this is part of the hustle. If you want to be serious about comedy, yeah. you need to be promoting yourself. You need to actually put pictures of you doing stand up on your Instagram feed. You need to repost and fucking repost. Repost if you, is huge. If people are doing it for you. That's half the work. Yeah. Hit the button. Yeah. Repost a meme Repost. that you liked and then put it on your thing. And then people like what other people like. Yeah. You did nothing except repost it. You're not copying their shit. You're just like, this is something i liked you might like it and people are like yeah i do and then that's yeah. it that's yeah. all it took yeah it's a multifaceted thing you, it, you shouldn't just be doing like you shouldn't just be going to the shows doing it and coming home mm. you should i truly think comics should find other ways other content creation ways to get themselves out there mm-hmm. whether that's podcasting doing sketch videos like yep. i don't know like helping with a sketch video. like i don't know there's so many ways that you can Get involved and get yourself out there. Yeah. Um, and that is a form of hustle. It's for sure. That is I've, a form of hustle. When I originally had Instagram, I never used it for comedy. And then I deleted that Instagram, made a comedy or made an Instagram specifically for comedy. Right. Don't post anything but comedy and the odd photo here and there. But on my stories, I post everything. Like just exactly. random, random everyday shit. And I try and make it funny. And yeah. uh, when I first started posting stuff, I'd have like 10 people watch my stories. And now I have like 100 people watching my stories sometimes. And that's like, I'm not like, oh, 100 people. But like those interactions, yeah. you need it. You need the constant like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Absolutely. Because if, they don't, if you're not constantly reminding them, people that you exist, they'll find someone else. That's it. Like if you're not a source of entertainment, they'll find another source of entertainment. Yeah. And uh, you should definitely try and be that source of entertainment Uh if that's your goal. If If you want to be a comic, you should try and be a comic 
like even when you aren't on stage and some people maybe don't like that and some people maybe can't market themselves in that manner either and that's fine i'm not saying it's for everyone however i am saying that if you are thinking like what's the next step how can i get more people to come out to my shows how can i get more people to like me stuff like that yeah you just gotta be more present you need to have that presence online i hate that i hate that numbers matter like that Mm. but they do they do they do and also like no no one knows who you are until they see you show them show them who you are and are they gonna go to the club to see you Maybe. Maybe. But if they're on the toilet and they're going through Instagram and you paid for an ad specifically targeting people in Halifax, well, there's a chance that while they're on the toilet, they're going to see a video of you on YouTube and then they're going to laugh and shit at the same time. And that always feels good. (laughs) And they're going to be like, I'm going to like this photo or I'm going to like this video. And that's that's all you need. You just need to keep fucking building that shit up. And actually, Chris Locke, I I didn't even really know much about him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyle Carpenter was the one who said he's coming to Halifax. Yeah. He's so good. And I was like, oh sweet, I'll keep that in mind. And then the Showtime came around, and I was like, do I go just based on like what people have told me? And I was like, no, I'm gonna look at his Instagram feed, and he had like hilarious videos on yeah. there that actually made me decide I'm gonna actually pay exactly fifteen dollars to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like. It's it could make or break someone's decision to actually pay money to see you. For sure, if you and that's 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 the society, the world we live in now. Uh, you think of like some people. It's not everyone, but like if I'm gonna if I'm somewhere new and I want to go somewhere to get some food, uh, I'm yeah. either gonna ask you what you suggest, or I might go online and ask what Google suggests, right? And if I can't find information about a restaurant, I'm probably not going to that restaurant. I'm probably just gonna go because to as someone who's not in the best financial situation. I'm not going to risk spending $15 and then hating that food where I can go spend $8 and totally love that food. I know that you love it. Right? So same with comedy. It's like I'm scared to spend $15 on the show and not enjoy myself. Whereas if I know that I can just Google the person or or YouTube them or Instagram them and just like do five seconds of research and and within a minute be like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, this person's funny. Why not? Right? I can get my friends. We're all going to go. I was going to spend $15 on drinks anyways. Why not just spend it on uh, comedy and buy a drink while I'm there? Exactly. And and if you go to find someone, there's nothing there. That's going to suck. Yeah. You gotta have something there. Find something. Find something. And I mean, any way you can. Multiple Instagram accounts, that works too. Yeah. Make sure you're plugging all your Instagram accounts on each one so that people know, oh, oh, they have a, like, you know, Travis Lindsay yep. has a food Instagram. Yep. He loves to cook. So you can actually go on there and see a whole other side of Travis. Yeah. Which is great. It builds his character. It's it allows people to like him more, be related to him more. Mm-hmm. He's great. Phenomenal comic. Love Travis. Super nice guy. Yeah. I just met him like a month ago. In Montana, oh, oh yeah. You, you yeah, were mentioning I didn't see him when I was down in town last time. So it was super cool. Yeah. Because he's such a genuinely nice dude. Such a strong comic. An amazing story type. Teller. Storyteller yeah. type of comedy. Like, yeah, yeah. Super good. And he's like one of those... Like, uh, like not Gaffigan like in the sense, but he's like he's a cleaner comic. Yeah, and he's like a comic that your mom would be like, oh, I, I, I would watch him yes. again. I would yes. watch him again. But at the same time, he's not he's not like just a like a he's like a, sti- what's like, the deal with airplane food kind of thing, he's right? Not he's he's yeah. got yeah he's yeah. he's he just weaves. I'm not trying to fucking oh, suck him or whatever like that, but Travis 
is coming on again soon, hopefully. Yeah. I, I'm, I invited him to come back on to help promote his album, mm-hmm. which everyone should go Definitely. download. Go check it out. Listen, buy it. Uh, the kid is The kid is all right. Um, find it everywhere. It's, I think my laugh is in it a couple times. Nice. <laughs> Cause I was, I was front row for Big it. claim to fame right there. <laughs> Big claim to fame. Oh, I, I'll never forget that though. Cause that was so cool to see, like to be in the audience for like yeah. a, someone's taping, taping is very special. Pretty unique. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with this. Oh yeah. But every, a lot of the local comedians who come on this will always say the same thing about Travis. Yeah. Yeah, he's great, dude. So there's oh. there's a ton of strong comics in fucking Halifax. Oh it's yeah, insane. you included now. Thank you. Yeah, you're back. I'm getting there. I'm getting you're there. back. I'll make my so way up. Let's catch everybody up. So you're you're back in Halifax. I'm back in Halifax. Uh, yeah, I was here a few months ago, just on tour across Canada with Andrew. Yeah. The last episode, if you haven't watched it, check it out. It's a grand slam. I love that. Episode. Uh, it was a fun one. It was super cool. That was like the first podcast that uh, we had done together on tour so that was super unique and um then i stuck out here for a bit worked on some shows went back to ontario hung out with my folks came back out here did a little tour with a friend of mine on the east coast and then went back to Kelowna, bc where my everything was uh was there for a few days got my car stolen <gasps> can we talk about yeah this? we can talk about it for what sure what the fuck happened i remember okay well number one before you tell the story because i want you to tell tell me everything yeah I just want to say one thing. You're a very positive person. Yeah. Now. Hopefully. <laughs> this, and I don't know, and you're going to tell me if the, if, if the perception is reality. Yeah. But like the way that you came off on social media was like, hey man, hey guys, like my car got stolen. If you happen to see it, let me, like, it was just so like, like a lot of people would take that moment and get so angry and so negative about it, but like you seemed very calm. Yeah, I mean, like, but like debunk the myth. It, what 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 was really going through? It what sucked. Uh, I was I was doing two shows. First two shows back in Kelowna. I just got my car. Just drove it down from the mountain where it sat idle. No one drove it for five months, and it was full of shit. Didn't get stolen. Um, and then I drove it down to Kelowna. It wasn't even in Kelowna for 24 hours. I did two shows. And when I came out, it was gone. There was smashed glass on the ground. And You were uh, at a show when you came out. It was a show, yeah. So I parked my car in the same spot. I've parked it for the last four years. Every every time I do comedy at that venue, which is like oh three God. days a week. And never had any issues. Even when I was living in it and I had way more stuff in it. Um, I parked my car there. And it just so happened that that night someone was walking by. I smashed it. Uh, because I had just come down from the mountain and I was kind of just living out of my car. I was going to go stay at a friend's house that night. Uh, my spare set of keys was in my backpack that was in the back seat. Oh. So whoever got in my car, smashed the ba- back window, probably for the backpack, would have gone through the backpack, found the keys, also probably found the $1,500 cash that I had in there and my passport and my joke book and a bunch Shut of other stuff. And... Then drove away. The video is pretty crazy. They have like video footage of the people who stole it. And it's just like obviously uh, probably someone who's homeless and uh, like his girlfriend or his flavor of the week. I don't know. He's probably a player. If he's going around stealing cars, he probably gets ladies. It's a girls love a gangster. Right. And uh, so, yeah, they took it and uh, called the cops. They did what they could, but there's not much. Couldn't get insurance or anything on it because I'm not a homeowner and anything that's in the car is homeowner's insurance. And I just got the car insured 
for three days so I could get it down from the mountain to oh my friend's my house. So I didn't have theft on it. So even though it got stolen, I wasn't going to get any money for it so, anyways. So you, okay, so the car did get stolen or did it just get broken into? The car got stolen. So you, you went out and it was gone? Yeah. And then you, and then you saw the video footage? Yeah. So I went <sighs> out, it was gone, uh, talked to a bunch of friends. Then my one close friend, uh, she was super kind and actually shared my story with the news uh-huh. and they interviewed me. Oh, and wow. And then one of the news ladies was like, oh, I'm going to go ask this place if they have security footage. And then they're like, oh yeah, we'll give it to you. So they gave her the footage. So then they posted it online and, um... Nothing really came of it. No one identified the people or anything like that. Right. But uh, three days later, they found my car in like uh, just near a, a rougher area of town. It was parked. Nothing was in it. Like absolutely everything's gone. I had my snowboard in there. It's like I, I did the math on it. It was probably $4,500 worth of materials. And then I had $1,500 cash because I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Not true. What was your, but what was the initial reaction? Well, I get, emotional, I, like I want, like, and it don't sucked. Spread, it like, sucked. Were you angry? It was like, but also, like, I try to be positive, and I'm also like, what, what am I gonna do? Right, like, it's gone. I can only call the cops. That's it. I can't. Like, I'm not gonna go find these people, even if I wanted to. I don't know what am I gonna do when I find. Like, I'm like, that's my car, and like, we stole it. Like, you're not gonna out, like. You're not going to out-intimidate someone who stole a vehicle. You know what I mean? They're not going to be like, oh, sorry. They stole your car. They're probably going to also stab you. So I wasn't, there's nothing I could do. I was super (sighs) bummed. Um, Were you pissed? Like, did you kick a wall? No. Or anything like that? When I was younger, I used to get so angry at stuff. I, like, punched drywall and shit like that. And uh, so as I've gotten older, I've kind of just, like, tried to mellow out. And so I was like, ah, I just can't picture you pissed. Yeah. Like, I you're, try you're not such to an even keel guy that I just, I, and I kind of want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I stub my toe, I'll get pretty fucking angry. I want to see you get real pissed. Yeah. They have this thing called Halifax Rage Room and Yeah, in someone was talking about that crazy. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like you would go in and just... <laughs> Just smash the shit out of it. Yeah, a lot of pent up anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I just, I just can't. Something like that happening, I can't imagine. Yeah, it sucked. That is absolutely terrible. It was what it was. Uh, I was beyond thankful for the community. Like, uh, my friends gave me some money. Uh, the guy that runs the show in Kelowna, Dave Kopp, runs Kelowna Comedy. Um, he did a little bit of a fundraiser for me after one of the shows. That's amazing. People donated money. Like, I got a couple bucks from people, and, like, one lady wrote me a check, and I still have it. I'm not cashing it. I refuse to. Like, it's just, like... I don't, I don't want it. I don't want the handouts. Right. But I do appreciate people giving, you know, it's super kind. So like when you go through something like that, I think it's totally different in a sense. Like it all depends on what the, your community's like. And I was lucky that like all the comics were like, stay at my place. I'll cook you food. Right, you can you stay over people, here. Yeah. Do you need money? Do you, do you have clothes? Like, what is it? Like my folks yeah. helped me out. My friends helped me out. The comedy scene helped me out. People who were on Castanet and, you know, the news, they were nice. I mean, there's odd, the oddball that's like, what, what, what are you doing? You can't can't just leave stuff in your car. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, I can't leave my belongings in my belongings? Like, yeah. you, what, what are you, you're going to get angry at me because I left my car in my garage and it got stolen? Oh, if it's I like, had a car, there'd oh, be so much shit in it. Park your house in your, park your car in your house or people are going to break into your garage and take your car. That's just the way it is. So it's a weird society that people are like, oh yeah, you should know better than to leave your stuff in your stuff, you know? Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Like, 
if if people knew the situation, I just landed. I'd literally, literally been there for two days, and I was in the process of selling off everything I owned so I could leave. Right. And it's just like, it was the, probably the cleanest my car has ever been, to be honest. And <laughs> it only had like a couple of my jackets in the back and my backpack, and that was it. And then some stuff in the trunk, obviously, and then some stuff in the roof box. But visually, if they looked in, they would have only saw a few things. Right. It's not like, but, it, it, yeah, it's not like it was overflowing. No, no, no. It's not like you'd be like, that's $1,000. That's $1,000. Right. It's just like it was what it was. So, yeah, it got stolen. That sucked. But the community was a huge thing. Like, that made a big difference. And then, um, yeah, you just, like I, like I said, I couldn't do nothing about it. You just rolled with it. Well, I mean, you make a good point. Because I think a lot of people with, and if you do suffer from anxiety, yeah. um, you know that it's, your brain is just, like, freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, telling yourself that there's nothing that can be done. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that can be done. There is nothing that can be done. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we were talking about finances earlier and yes. like for Money me, talk. I was just like, okay, well, I have $4,500 worth of shit in that car, $1,500 cash, the car itself I was going to sell, the roof box, all that stuff. Um, and now all the stuff I was going to sell is gone. So I'm not going to make that money. That money's gone. The ca- the cold hard cash that I had in my bag, that money's gone. Yeah. And now when I go to sell my car, it's got a smashed window. And there's a set of keys that are out there that are missing. So, like, I only got one set of keys. And so, like, there's just stuff that, like, it went from being able to sell it for this to now being able to sell it for this. And so I lucked out. My buddy Scott Morata, hilarious comedian from the Okanagan and overall fucking amazing dude. Uh, he worked for Nissan, which, and I drove a Nissan. So he's like, I'll just help you out, man. We'll get to, we'll fix up the car. We'll do whatever we need to. And I was like, oh, man, he's a godsend. Great for Yeah. And uh, in the long run, he ended up buying the car off me because I had to leave. And he's like, I'll give you some money for it. And so he bought the car off me, fixed it up, sold his brother, and he's super nice dude. So it worked out. Everything worked out in the long run. I'm not like one of those quote people where like, if it's, if, but what, what is it? The one where it's like, if it's not good in the end, it's not the end or whatever like yeah, that or like that, that bullshit. But so like, many cliches. It, but it was a situation like it was going to work out. It had to, no matter what, something was going to happen, whether it sucked for a while or it didn't suck for a while. It was kind of the way things went. But uh, a friend of mine, uh, a really good friend of mine, she was just saying, she's like, you, you have to let yourself feel this, though. She's like, Absolutely. You, you can't not. She's like, yeah, you have to. She's like, you have to go cry. She's like, did go, you go cry? Go cry. And I didn't. I didn't. You I, didn't? No, I haven't. I haven't yet. I will probably like once I'm settled because I got that shit stolen and I had to go buy a fucking new car and my parents <clears> helped <throat> me out with finances so I could get a new car and finding a new car took longer than it should have. And then driving out here, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I just yeah. left a good comedy scene, my great Aww. friends, a secure job. And I drove all the way out here now to no job, a scene where people don't know me. And like all this stuff and after losing everything. So I was just like, "Ah, I can't cry right now. I'll I'll save it. So once I'm settled in, I'll have like a good breakdown. It'll be great for me. That's what made you decide to come back. Uh, What was it? I like the scene here. Like everyone's so fucking funny. And uh, I got, I was in a bit of a rut with like repetition with like jobs. Like I worked up the ski hill and then I worked at a zip line. Right. I worked at the ski hill. I worked at the zip line. And because it was seasonal work, I always just did the same thing. It was a pattern, right? right. It was super easy for me. Yeah, and yeah, I wanted yeah. to break out of that because I realized that if I ever wanted to be a comic, I couldn't just 
continue to do that because when I was up on the mountain, I wouldn't be able to get to every show. And if I did, I'd spend so much money and gas and time, like driving an hour and a half down a mountain road yeah. to go to Kelowna to do five minutes at an open mic to drive all the way back up the mountain to wake sense. up at 6.30 to go and work for like nine hours. Right. And then like fucking bomb down the mountain in a snowstorm to go do eight minutes for zero dollars. So it's like... I love comedy. I'll do it for free until I can get paid to do it. I understand that's part of the career, but uh, there's just some distances that you can't get away with all the time. So I decided that uh, I needed to change it up, and Kelowna, I kind of not hit a ceiling there, but I was like getting to the higher end of the comics in my yeah. in my opinion, right? Yeah. I thought I was doing more experience. That's right. I was one of the more experienced comics in the scene, and from the math I did in my head, I could try and go to Vancouver and do shows all the time, but that's like four hours on literally like like the highway through hell. It's Holy shit. The, the Coca-Cola. They have a TV show about how shitty it is. Oh, God. So it's like, I'm not going to drive there for shows. Right. And then I was like, I don't want to go to Toronto because I hate Toronto as a city. I don't like the vibes. I don't like the space. I don't want to live there. And I don't want to drive into there because I hate driving downtown. Because I'm just an old man. That would be a nightmare. And so I was like, why not go to Halifax? I know some people. The scene was strong. There's yucks there. So there's a club. Moncton club there. It's yep. tight enough. So I was like, why not? Why not try it out? There's literally. It's affordable-ish. It's affordable-ish for, for sure. Which is Way better than sure. not affordable, which is Toronto. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then it's just like, it, it'll force me to get into the sense that like, if this is what I want to do, then I have to like buck up and do it and right? you have friends here and people do know you people mister. are starting to get to know me i i i i think you gotta give yourself more cred on that no i can't um, yeah. i'll wait i'll uh but there's 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 yeah. lots of things to do here yeah it's a small city but mm-hmm. there's there's stuff going on it's there's been, stuff yeah. a brewing yeah yeah, and I'm gonna try and make some stuff happen too while I'm out here. I heard about this, yeah. So hopefully make some shows happen. I would love to start a Thursday room. So if you own a bar Ooh, in Halifax and you want to start a Thursday room, contact Matt Baker, comedian Matt Baker, um, and let me know because I'd love to start a room and we Ooh. can talk business because Halifax needs a Thursday room so our comics can get better and continue to write more stuff and provide amazing local comedy for the beautiful HRM. I thought you were going to say me. I knew. You're part of it. <laughs> you're part of it. I can't, I, I can't just, we can't all just perform for you. you then you'll get sick of our jokes all I mean, time. a lot of them do anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes. It, so there's some nights where I'm like, I feel like I'm the one, I'm the one making the show yeah. happen. Hey, that's good though. You have to, you have to tell jokes no matter what. You need to. I would love to get into, like when I was, I've been in a, also in a rut with work stuff. Yep. And thinking about my life and like, what the fuck I want to do to make money because there's things you can do that you enjoy yep. that don't necessarily mean that's your livelihood or that's how mm-hmm. you're making money. And we were talking about money earlier and about yep. how it does make the world go round. And I do have really expensive dreams in my future and I got to buckle down and make money. And I really want to get into like comedy promotion. Like comedy I want to help with booking shows. Stuff like that. So maybe we have, we should chat an opportunity. Yep. Potentially, because yep. it's one of those things that I'm I'm still constantly learning about the business side. Well, you have the personality. First of all, you should be a comic. To be honest, you write yeah. funny stuff, um, so you should at least try. 
And because you tell me you, that all the time. But if you fail, like, there's like, what's what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, you can just be, oh, I guess I should not do a comedy, and that's it. Like, that's it's it. True, it's not this big thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. when you're five years in the comedy, seven years in the comedy, ten years in the comedy, and then you have like a month of eating shit. Then you're like, fuck, did I just waste ten years of my life? Yeah. But if you are a month into comedy and you're like, okay, I guess I shouldn't do this, then you're like, okay, perfect. I know now. Yep. Um, Andrew Vaughn made a really good point Super to me. Super funny, dude. So funny. I saw he was at Sniggly's the other night, and he had a fucking amazing set. And he's his cadence, as soon as he gets on the stage, people just, like, look at him, and he's just he just fucking nods his head kind of thing, and then just like, yeah, I'm listening. It's super hear good. that, Andrew? You hear that, buddy? Andrew just is my most recent episode. Yeah, I haven't, and he got, I haven't listened. It's on the list. You need to check it out because it's very brutally honest about um, the challenges of comedy, especially on his level, which is 10 years. Yeah, yeah. He's been doing this for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a lot of insight and not all of it is good. Nope. But a lot of it is real and it's things people need to hear. For but sure. He made a point to me about me doing that being like, just don't do what a lot of people do, which is I'm going through some life stuff and I'm I need therapy, so I'm going to get on stage and yeah, yell yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very good point because there are things in my life that I'm still processing mm-hmm. that I want to turn into jokes eventually. Yeah. But I'm not. It's just not the right time for me right now. Yeah. But mind you, it's always on the. It's always on the. You know, it's it's on the, in the possibility world. When my girlfriend and I, when we broke up, this is when I was dating a comic. Um, when we broke up, we both ended up going to Mike's and like telling jokes about the breakup. Oh my god! And um, <laughs> on the same night, I think so. It's maybe at some point. I just remember we were both in the same room and we were talking about it. And both of us, we could tell that we weren't over it. Oh, of course, because the jokes didn't land, and <sighs> you could tell See, that like neither of us were like. So it, it's true. Like if you have, if you think you're gonna go up there and work through it, you're not. Like people are gonna tell, people are gonna be able to tell that it's super, super fresh. Like I would rather it, it be smart, um, and come from a place that they go, ooh, that's kind of dark and emotional, but mm-hmm. that's funny. You can tell they've accepted it. That I've Whereas, accepted. It. Like exactly. Like there's one thing that I'm working on, and maybe I'll run this. Maybe I'll run this by you. We're Do about it. almost an hour, almost an hour in, so screw it. And if you steal this, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> are you talking to me directly? Or, are you just, <laughs> or any, I don't think you can steal it. Are you just fucking oh, calling me a could, fucking hack or some shit? You could, you could if actually. If you steal this, go fuck yourself. Men or women right, could steal right. this bit. But I, I have a lot of stuff Hold around. Hold on, just wait. Let me get my pen ready. Oh, just so <laughs> that way I can steal it. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff around being the other woman. I'll timestamp it as, as be like, when did you say? Oh, no, I wrote that joke on January 3rd. Interesting. Well, the thing about this is it'll be recorded. So nice. So if someone does steal it, I can go, look, I mentioned it on this podcast. Yeah, you got to tweet time. it. Tweeting's the easiest record. Oh, that's true. That's the easiest record to be like, no, I wrote that a fucking year ago. Because it's such such an because you guys were talking about on Colin Brandon's podcast about yep. doing a joke and then realizing someone else has it mm-hmm. and like how tricky that is. Um, but one of the, like I have a lot of joke premises that are around being the other woman. Okay, which is kind of a iffy subject matter. Yeah, depending on how you present it. But my thing was was that I realized that I was more insecure when I was fucking someone who was single. Mm. Than I was fucking someone who had a girlfriend. And the joke is like, the upside of being the other woman is that you always know who they're fucking. Yeah. See, for my mentality, <laughs> I, I'd, be, I'd be in the same situation as you. 
because I'd be like, ah, oh, they're messing around with this person. And I'd be like, oh, they're not going to love me. I don't have to worry about them falling for me or me falling for them because this is just for fun. Whereas when you're single, they're like, I guess I'm in love now. And yeah. uh, it's this is and forever. Who, and who knows what's going on in their end? Yeah. Like my whole point is, is like, like when if I was the other woman with somebody and then they became single, that's when things go to shit because they're on Tinder. Yeah, yeah. They're looking at other people. Yeah. Whereas when they're with someone, even though it's sketching, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. No one should be doing that. I do not condone being the other woman. It's hell. But it's just the idea of like, well, I know that I'm probably the only other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if this is probably the only this, other one. If this dude's got three side chicks, then he's the asshole. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst when when you get jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you're if you're getting jealous of the wife, that's when you gotta be like, I gotta rein back a bit, maybe. Yeah, I gotta rein this back. Yeah, but like that's something that I'm like, that's a piece of material that I'm still dealing with, and like, I I want to I want to present that when it's fully. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you've when gone I don't through have it, the negative energy. You've run you've it. run it. You've done it. You've written it down. You've broken it down into everything, and then you're like, okay, so this is how I'm gonna get at it. Because then you have exactly. to build your character. Yeah. And their character, and then you have to make it relatable to an audience, so they realize all aspects of it, right? Because exactly. for myself, I've never. Uh, oh, we're getting weird. We're getting. I up. love this. I've always been in in a relationship my whole entire life, you so I've never, earlier, yeah. I've never had one night stand or anything like that. So for mm. me, like that kind of stuff, I don't. You don't relate to. I don't relate to. Right. Right. But there's definitely ways that I could relate to it in the fact that, like, you're like, okay, well, it's easier when they're in a relationship because then I know I can't get connected, right? Or if they are single, then I'm like way more worried because I was uh-huh. like, am I presenting myself and this and that and that? I'm worried about not being liked, but it's like being liked too much or maybe they don't want this or maybe they want this and I don't want this. Yeah. Whereas if you're just with someone who's married, you're like, Phew, I can, I, I can, oh, you know I'm in control. Place. I I'm, I can leave whenever the fuck I, I mean, want. You do have the control because I've also made jokes too about like, I could ruin your life with screenshots. I have, sc- I yeah. literally, I literally could ruin your entire life. It's that Kanye West song. No one man should have all that power. <laughs> exactly. But, but that power goes to your head sometimes and you don't want to be the other woman who's like, like blackmailing the dude. Yeah. yeah. Cause that gets tricky too. I've been through all of this. I could yeah, at the end of the day, uh, you have to realize that people are people and they want certain things. And it's not necessarily bad because we all have desires. We all want things. Like we were talking about, you don't want to be lonely. It's nice to be coddled. It's nice to have physical you know, yes. connections there. So it's like if someone's seeking certain things out, it's because they're lacking certain things. Absolutely. Right? So. And that's another like kind of hard reality like because i have like stuff with being the other woman but also like i've been cheated on so i have both perspectives of like me realizing like um you're the person you hate but you're also like you're both scripts but that's good though it's good to be both people it's interesting that's what i'll say because then you have like when you have the the vision from both sides yeah it's totally different it's totally different It's tricky though bringing stuff like that to stage though, oh, yeah. because I do I I and that's the main reason other than just general nerves. But the yeah. main reason that I don't I'm think I'm ready is I do think too much of my stuff is focused in just like spe- really specific like sex and relationships areas. Yeah, where I'm like I want to like do like maybe get some other things 
Definitely get some other Down things, first. I would say. Um, because, I mean, this coming from a guy who, like I said, I'm not, that stuff to me isn't relatable. And I always feel weird talking about it just because that's how I've been for my whole life. I don't talk yeah. about sex a lot in, in jokes or anything like that. I yeah. rarely talk Pretty about clean. that stuff because yeah. it's, to me, it's weird. Yeah. But I, have so much respect for comics who can sandwich it. You know what I mean? They start off, they build themselves as a character, they warm up the crowd and then they go into the story that you're like, holy shit. Like I've never experienced that, but the way you've told that story, I was holding your hand the whole way through it. It was funny. Right. It was a roller coaster of emotion. And even though I may, may, maybe don't agree with what you did, I totally understand it. And exactly. I also think it's funny. Exactly. And that's, that's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah. In the end. Yeah, you gotta be funny. You have to be funny. Find the funny. Okay, what so Andrew, sorry. Andrew what was Vaughn the punchline you said that was? Uh, <laughs> just write it down. Anyways, guys, you can see me running that bit this Wednesday. Yuck, yuck. So, <laughs> funny to hear you say it. Of all yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, especially if I just said it exactly how you said it. Like, I've been the side woman. <laughs> the upside of being the other woman. Sometimes is- when you're fucking guys and you know they have girlfriends, <laughs> you feel bad. <laughs> So only relationships for your whole life. Yeah, for my whole life, pretty much. Like, have you ever been single? For uh, like ex- shorter periods of time. Shorter, shorter, shorter periods. periods of time. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like good, but it's it's weird because yeah. now I'm like approaching thirty, and I'm just like here, mm-hmm. and I don't want a relationship mm-hmm. because you'll probably get one right away then. Yeah, because I don't want one. <laughs> it's true though. Go I'll get I'll get into I'll get in one. I'll get into one, and it, and but the thing is. And I'll stay in it because I'll just be like, oh, yeah, this is what I should be doing. This is how I feel normal. It's but it's not, it's not good. It's not good. It's, I, it's I, like, I, would, I, I would actually like highly encourage you to stay single for a bit. Yeah, I want to. I want to stay single because I just need to get in the mentality of like, it's fine to be alone and you don't need to talk to someone all the time and you yeah. don't need a relationship. It's not uh, a need, it's a bonus. Yeah, it's a bonus for sure. Because if you become reliant on it, then uh, it's not good. It's not good. So it's been, I mean... We, we were talking about depression and, like, yeah. loneliness and stuff like that. Yeah. And when I moved out here, I definitely got overwhelmed with that shit because oh. I was like, just moved here. Don't know too many people. Don't, like, it's weird to be like, oh, I, I want to move here and be a comic. And I'm lucky. I fucking thank my parents and my family. They've been amazing. And they've just been like, you're going to do it? Do it. Then right. they, my, they Like, my dad's always been like, you should probably, like, maybe work construction a bit. Just so... <laughs> Just so you have some skills that way when you're not funny anymore, you can still, Uh, you know. But you still have tons of skills because you've done a variety of jobs. Yeah, I've customer service stuff out the wazoo, so I'm fine with that. But uh, we got, yeah, it was like a weird space. And then I just started working with my friend Emmett at the gym. He owns a gym. And honestly, I started working out for the first time in my life. First time what, in my really? life, he made me start working out. Because I saw your gym out. stories, and I just, yeah. I think I just always assumed that you were a gym dude. No, never. So, really? like, I've only been doing the gym for, like, two and a half, three weeks. How's it been going? And it's funny. I was just talking to my buddy. He just messaged me. He said, I saw you hitting the gym. I'm thinking about doing the same thing. What do you think? And and we were talking about depression. It has been, hands down, the best thing for my head so far. That's what everyone says. I've found I'm writing three to four jokes a day. They're not great. But a premise, my mind feels good. My mind oh, feels good. way sharper and I don't feel cloudy. I get up. I know that I got to do like, I got a Fitbit. I got to get 15,000 steps or else, you know, there's a lady that works. She's like 
in her 50s and she's a teacher and she's like she's getting 15,000 steps so I was like I gotta beat that fucking old lady right like, get competitive with yeah. it so it Whatever makes it you feel accomplishment accomplished and then you're like okay cool and then when you I'm a big I'll eat whatever the fuck I want. I'll have pizza when I want pizza. I'll have ice cream when I want ice cream because I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have that. It's like, no, you shouldn't have that. But then at the same time, just balance it. pay it off, right? Balance it. Make it, make it, make it happen because yeah. if you don't balance it, then there's no idea of like reward, right? And, and balance it in a healthy way. And for sure. I'm talking to you, Sarah, listening to this editing right now. Do it, now. Sarah. God I'm damn it. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm going to eat like shit for one meal and not eat for the rest of the day. No, no, no. That's that's not what balance is. No, eat like shit and then have like me and my buddy Emmett were just mucking or clementines all day. Oh, I love clementines. Clementines are great, and it's like they're so good. They're sweet. They're tasty. They're not bad for you. They may not be the like. They're not the best for you. You're probably not fucking eating kale or asparagus or whatever it is, but <laughs> it's better than like I'd have a handful of Skittles or something usually, right? Ooh, so Skittles. it's like finding a good mix between the two of them is important. So important. And also, too, like, the thing is with exercise, I think people get intimidated by it. For sure. Because they get scared to commit. But for it's sure. like, I know for me, I'm probably more likely to want to work out than to cook a really healthy meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same thing. Like, I, I like the ease of just getting food. Like, and we, we don't cook a lot. Like, him and I will go to, like, Subway or Pita Pit or, like, yeah. Burrito Jacks where you, you can get, like, some healthier options. Get some lettuce like, in there. Get some fucking kale, get some spinach, get some fucking tomatoes and onions and stuff like that where it's just like, I probably wouldn't eat this stuff if I was at home because I'd just be eating chicken fingers and fries or something like that. Something that's easy that I know I can fu- leave it in the oven for a half hour, come back, grab it, and continue watching The Witcher. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It's exactly. true, though. It's true. No, so. but 100%. And, and I'm just like, I just love comfort food. Probably yeah. too much. And I know that my thing is, is that I need to learn to like healthier food. Mm-hmm. It's not so much like forcing myself to eat it, but like learning to actually like it so that I kind of crave it. Like there's there's things you can do like that. Like For figure sure. out recipes with kale in it yep. that are make it yummy. Yep. I don't know how that can be. I mean, I put it in smoothies uh, sometimes. Cauliflower style chicken wings or whatever. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, so it's like, I had it somewhere. I had this in Penticton at a guy, uh, fuck, what's the name of the guys? No, I can't remember it. I do love cauliflower. But uh, it was like the cauliflower style, buffalo style chicken wing, but like it was cauliflower. And it was Mm. so, Brodo's, Brodo's in Penticton. Brodo's. And, uh, but it was amazing. And I was just like, this tastes like a chicken, it's almost like eating a chicken wing, but it's cauliflower. And you can just eat them. And you're like, I'm not eating animals. It's not a lot of shitty food. It's like broccoli or cauliflower, and I usually don't like cauliflower, but I can eat cauliflower but it's, like with, this. With the sauce and yeah, stuff. so it's, it's like it can. It's like tricking your mind to be like, yeah, you can eat this. You can eat this. So that's what I found is the big thing is just finding stuff that you're like, okay, um, what is going to be similar to this? It's like just a little less bad for me. So true. Ugh. But yeah. Going to the gym made a huge difference. And I'm not like one of those people like, everyone should work out. Do your own fucking thing. Whatever. Do you believe in New Year's resolutions? No, I don't give a shit. No? no. Do you ever set personal goals for yourself? Because I can see you're probably somebody who sets comedy goals, eh? Mm, sort of? Kind of. We kind of talked about that in the yeah, last episode. Yeah, we talked about it a bit. I kind of set comedy goals, but honestly, comedy is such a 
a weird thing. It's ever changing. It's always changing. Like you never know. And you can have a goal and then someone's going to be like, oh, come open for me. And you'll do a weekend and then you'll get like more work because of that. Or so you'll do a show and it'll be an off night and you'll bomb in front of someone that would have wanted you to do a show. And then like, I don't like that person. So you, who knows? There's too much fluctuation. Any comedy goals I set is just writing wise and how much material I want to get to. Mm -hmm. And then eventually like having a late night set would be great. Uh, my, the biggest thing that I'm focusing on right now is in April or May, I want to f- do an album. Oh, yes, you should. Mm, yeah. So it would be good. I'd do it up at Hell's Basement. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. So Hell yeah. Super cool. That's so that's re- like the only goal I have on the rocks. And but, you know what? That's doable. Yeah. I, uh, the thing about goals is I heard someone say like the more vague a goal, the less likely it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when people set really vague goals of like, I'm going to learn to be more positive this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It's like, where's the where's the specificity? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing um, like I want to organize my kitchen. Like yeah. that's OK. That's a specific goal. It's mm. doable. And it's. You either did it or you didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I was talking to uh, my buddy who owns the gym, and we we're just talking about like weight loss and, and goals, and especially New Year's resolutions, right? Yes. Gyms are busy places around the New Year, and people come in with the intention like, "I want to lose weight." And you're like, "No, it's not going to work like that." Tell me, you want to lose ten pounds, and that's something we can do. Yeah, right. And and, and what what areas of your body? Exactly. What well, areas you can't are you targeting? You can't target. That. You can't. No, because you, you, you really burn, don't know. You just burn fat. That's it. Because if you burn fat, you really don't know where it'll come from. I just pray it's not from my boobs. Yeah, that's yeah. my only thing. <laughs> but if I do like a bunch of crunches, <laughs> yeah. If I'm doing like just crunches, yeah. I'm not gonna have abs and like big fat thighs. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It's just going to, the fat's going to burn from your body. Like there's, no, there's nothing specific that I can do. If I do like a bunch of bicep curls, it's not going to like make my arms smaller. If I do this, if I walk on the treadmill every day, it's not going to just give me smaller thighs and like a muffin top. It's going right. to like, you just burn fat by doing shit. That's it. You, you can't, just you burn can't it. target stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, Which is interesting okay. because when I was talking to my buddy, I was like, he made me take like a before photo. Right, he's like, you gotta take a before photo. I was like, I don't want to fucking take a before photo. Like, as much as like everyone's like, oh, guys, guys like they're bi- like girls. Girls have negative things, but guys not as much. Like, I fucking hate how I look all the time. Really? Yeah, but like everyone does for the most everyone part. Does. I think it's and you I have think, to. I think the reason I go really is because I do think that there's this weird like thing where it does feel like more of a female issue. Yeah. But men experience it too. Oh, you're right. Sure. Everybody does. For sure. Yeah. I think it's even more when you're single and you're like, am I even a fucking, yeah. if I, am I attractive? Yeah. And then you have to be like, maybe I'm not. And what oh, can I do to this? Spiral. So as yeah. soon as we took a before photo, I was like, oh shit. Like I don't look gross, but I think I could look better. And then yeah. he's just like, okay, this. And I was like, all right, well, I just got like a little bit of belly fat. And he's like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. I was like, can I just do crunches? He's like, no, you have to do everything. And then everything's going to tighten up. Right. But if you just do one thing, it's, you can't target one space. Like, you just have to do shit and then eventually just burn off. I really like, wish I could afford a personal trainer. Genetics-wise, um, females are meant to carry more weight below, like, around the hips and below it for childbirth, yeah. all that stuff. And then men are meant to carry more weight in their upper body. Interesting. So that's why you'll see, like... Heavier girls who have like a pear shape and heavier guys who have like an apple shape almost. Interesting. So it's just oh, the way it yeah, is. I never, I'd never really, now I'm going to use that as an excuse as to why I'm a little chubbier in that era. I'd be like, I'm just getting ready for babies. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> At some <laughs> point I'm going to have one. But it's like, I, 
I have always hated like fitness and like fucking working out and all this shit. But honestly, it's made a bit of a difference in my own head, and it's given me something to write about, which has been great. I've, yeah. Like, I'm as a comic, I'm always trying to do new shit, so then that way I have something different to write about. Like making a Tinder account is like I'm not looking for a girlfriend, but I'm looking to write about something, and that's Absolutely. like and I just have a new bit that I wrote because of Tinder, and it does great, and I love it, and I'm happy now because it's and like now you can do experience. Tinder tales. Yeah, well, sure, if they'll have me. Absolutely. And you'd actually be perfect for it because one thing that I I don't like about Tinder Tales is like I see a lot of people in relationships up there and yeah. I'm like, no, I want to hear what are you doing? I want to hear from the sad single people yeah, yeah. who are in the trenches right now exactly. doing it. Exactly. No offense to anyone who's in a relationship. Yeah. Done if you were on Tinder Tales and you're in a relationship, <laughs> you're a fucking hack. You know? I just I just relate more. Gonna, uh, yeah, I'm trying to make friends in a Halifax comedy scene, but yeah, if you were on Tinder Tales and you have a girlfriend, you're gone. Are you still on the, on Tinder? Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay, have you tried? Like, I have it, but I'm not like on it. Have you tried any other ones? My buddy Brian Otter from Moncton, he sold me to get Hinge. And Hinge he said, is really good. He says it's great. He says especially for comics because you can write on you write funny stuff on people's photos yes. and stuff like that. But I've always had a difficult time interacting with women in general. So for me to like write really? on some, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, there's sure. the really again. <laughs> but but as a comic, but that's the thing, right? As a comic, everyone's like, oh, you, I know, confident, right? It's almost it's an assumption. It's all situationally based, right? Huh. Like but it, I mean, but think about it this way: like you've been in, you've obviously know how to interact with women because you've yeah. been in so many relationships. Yeah. Me, I'm like I, I'm you know eight years single. Yeah. I'm doing something wrong. Like, like this is the thing because as soon as I say that, people go, "Oh no, you're great. It's just you know, timing." Dude, it's Instagram culture though too. That's true. In the sense of like people are like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Well, that's what's the next thing. What's like, really sucky about the land, the dating landscape right now? Yeah, like I've when I was on Tinder and I was just looking at things because that's I'm not like I said, not looking for anything. I don't care. I'm just on there. I'm writing jokes, which is hilarious, and it's just fun to read things because yeah. this is a, for my whole entire life I've never interacted like this, so it's interesting. It's a new experience. It's a very new experience. Yeah. But I've like like I've seen so many people that are like. Polly, right? They're like, yeah. Look, yeah, in a stable relationship with my husband, just looking for someone on the side. Like, looking I'm to plow like, someone. Shit. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? This is a thing. Like, I had no idea. Because, I like, my parents, they're still together. You know what yeah. I mean? My uncle and, his, like, his wife, they're still together. Like, there's not a lot of people that I know that are separated or divorced or anything right. like that. So, in my mind, it's always been like, you're with someone forever. Right. And that's it. It's very it's so, straightforward. Yeah. No deviations. Exactly. So it's interesting to go on there and see people who are married but looking for someone else or looking for a third or in a polygamous relationship or this, that. And you're just like, oh, like these are things that I have no idea about because I've never really looked into it or been a part of it or anything like that. But I think to be in a relationship now is a little weirder because people – because of how, like, I don't want to be like Instagram and social media and all this stuff, like mm-hmm. one of those people. But we've made a bit of a society where it's just like, we want constant change. We want yeah. fresh. We yeah. need to see new things. We need to be constantly especially stimulated. Especially men. I hate making it about men, but yeah. especially men. For sure. Because I think that women, where we have the biological clock yeah. ticking. For sure. So if you, if you come across a woman who's 34. Yeah. I mean, that's... If they want to have kids, they got to get cracking on that pretty soon. Jump on the pony. And it's truly like, it's so strange. Because like for so long, I was like, that's not a thing with me. That's not a thing with me. That's not a thing with me. But like in little ways, it comes out sometimes. 
For sure. And it's all biology. It's fucked. No, but this, like, uh, a girl I was seeing um, for the longest time, we had great relationship. She's amazing. And um, we, like, when we broke up, we had a couple things going on. And then one of the things was, like, she wanted kids. Right. But initially, when we started dating, she didn't want kids. So that's something that changed. And then I was always, like, a hard no on it because I, I, I don't yeah. want kids ever. Yet, but see, the thing is with men, you can be 40 and be like, I want kids. Oh, yeah, for sure. And date someone slightly younger than you. And yeah, and make one if I wanted to. Whereas we, like, if we want that. Yeah, you guys are on a little bit more of a time Which is true. It's hard. Yeah, it it is hard, (laughs) for sure. I mean... Like I said, and that's like someone someone said that to me. Like, you'll want kids. You just wait. You just wait. We're gonna break up, and then um, oh, later on, I'll find out that you had kids or something like that. I'm like, no. Like, and it's not like when you make that decision, you'll be like, okay, I gotta call my ex now. No, no, no. But it's like <laughs> some people I think are you know like born father figures, you know, or I mean? born or really born wanting to be mothers, a mother. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Right? And, and or they find it because of. Life events that are you like, you know what? Yeah, this has turned me on to something that I didn't think I wanted, but now I do. Yeah. But for me, um, I've worked with kids. I've worked with people who who have kids. I've worked with people who wanted to have kids and couldn't and then were able to in right. similar situations. And for me, just for myself, who I am as a person, what I want for my own personal goals it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And if I look 10 years down the road and see where I want to be, I don't see myself wanting that. Yeah. And as much as I'm not a guy who sets goals and thinks too far ahead, there are certain things that I know would complicate my life and, that and, would, be one. and would get in, in the way. And that would be one. And also, the world's fucked right now. The world so, is... Li- Australia is literally on fire. Yeah. I have a new joke that I'm trying tonight that's going to be about that. Oh, so really? Be good. Are you coming to Sniggly's? I will come, yes. Yeah, tag along. As long as, as long as I can get home. As long as the weather's yeah, not Well, I'll give bad. you a ride there for sure. I can't, Absolutely. probably can't drop you off because I'm going the other way. Right. But... Uh, I might be able to snag a ride from oh, I'm someone sure else. someone will help you out. Or just... If, as long as the buses are running, I'll be fine. You'll be but good. Yeah, I have a friend in Australia, actually. Yeah. Um, I was like messaging with her. I was just like, this is... This is madness. It's crazy. This is utter madness. That like the whole country's on fire. Uh, well, yeah, we gotta smarten up as a people. If you're out there right now and you're on Tinder tales and you're in a relationship, <laughs> smarten up. <laughs> as I drink my plastic straw, yeah, yeah, from yeah. My but you know, it's not just that though, right? People love to point out the small things and be like, "You can make a difference." It's like you, like uh, yeah, forestry practices and stuff like that, like. It, I'm a big fisher. I love fishing. Fishing's huge. Okay. Found uh, before you go further. Yeah, go for it. Can Pictures it? of you fishing yeah. on Tinder are okay. No holding fish. No, it wasn't holding. Any okay, fish. good. That's no my holding. only. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm That's looking out huge, for you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, it is. Vicky Welsh, local comic, pretty funny lady. Uh, yeah. She has a joke about how like the outdoorsy dudes are just holding fish, and it's just like I don't want you to do that. Anyway, I'm not gonna step on her joke, but I was like, oh yeah. I actually have an idea for her pretty, joke. That might make that better. You should tell her because it's a good joke. The idea's there. And anytime people can add to a joke, I think, fuck it. Say it. Do it. Say it. Make everyone else funny and then you will have to be funnier to survive. Oh, teach. It's like, okay, fishing, comedy. Yep. Teach a man to fish. What's that? Catch a man to fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. So we can apply that to comedy. Yep. It's you can, the same for sure. thing. For sure. But 
going back to like Australian fire and yeah. stuff quick. I'm a big fishing guy. Love fishing. Read about fishing. It's it's not. I wouldn't say it saved my life because I wasn't in a spot, but it's definitely given me a different mentality of like how to do things and how to oh, enjoy the small things and like. I go. I went fishing for steelhead, which is like a fish that's notorious for being difficult to catch. And I spent like four days on a river, ten hour days, didn't catch one single thing. Steelhead. Steelhead. That's yeah. A badass name. For yeah, a it's fish. cool. Cool. But uh, four four days, ten hours each, pretty much in the rain, cold fishing, didn't catch a goddamn thing. Best time. Loved it. Really. Loved it. But it <laughs> it goes to show you that it's just like. I got the mentality of like I'm just here. I'm present. I'm enjoying it. Right. You're in the moment. So. But to go back to like, yeah, fishing, I'm going everywhere now. Yeah. But Australia is on fire. People love to talk about small shit like straws and stuff like that. But if you uh, understand how salmon works, then you'd be like, oh, shit, we need to stop doing this. Because salmon go up river to spawn. And when they die, their nutrients get washed up on the banks and they grow big trees. Oh, really? So they've traced like, and because the bears feed on salmon, they've traced the bears dragging salmon carcasses upwards the banks and those salmon carcasses dying and those nutrients going into the trees whoa and those trees grow tall create shade over the river keep the river cool so the salmon can get through and continue to spawn there so that whole like salmon salmon and trees are like a huge thing and people don't know about it because they're like just oh this is a thing right so then when you go to the grocery store and you buy like a, a hatchery salmon those yeah. hatchery salmon are actually super bad because they're dumbed down. They don't have proper genes. And then when they go out into the river systems, they mate with the wild salmon and they make them dumber. And then it's just like this whole pattern. So, oh, holy shit. There's so many bigger things going Whoa. on. So people are always like, oh, yeah, it's don't use straws. It's like, fuck, go ahead, use straws. But just be smarter about like just grand scheme things and just become fucking. Just become aware. Aware. I think, is, the, is, yeah. the, is the main thing. Aware and also and just, like. I mean, I know money is like comes back to money a lot, but like, oh yeah, for sure, donating when you can and what you can, for sure. If you have five bucks to throw to the, you know, the fires in Australia, yeah, that's still five dollars. Why not? You should. It, it all it all adds that's up. That's why uh, we should actually definitely talk because we should do a comedy fundraiser for cats. We should because we used to do them in Kelowna all the time. So like people, uh, we always raise a tremendous amount of money because we'd find a local sponsor. Yeah. They'd say, okay, and they'd pay for the show. So then anyone who's on the show, comics, will get a couple bucks because it is an industry, we discussed this earlier, where people need to get paid for what they're doing. Absolutely. Sometimes we can donate our time. Sometimes for sure. I 100% agree. There's an aspect where it's nice to donate your time and feel like you're doing something. But at the same time, it is still your work. It is is still still your work. Right? Yes. So if I only do... Um, charity shows for free, then I'm only going to do charity shows and not make money. And then I'll have to stop doing comedy because I won't be making enough money to do comedy. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. that healthy balance. But we used to do shows where you'd find a sponsor, you get a little money from the sponsor, and then you could pay your comics a couple bucks. And then you could get good quality comics, yeah. jack up the price to 25 bucks a ticket, and say, we're donating the whole fucking door to the SBCA. Let's fucking and yes. people love it, and that's a great way because everyone wants to donate. I love to donate. I love to help people out, and I think random acts of kindness, those are great things, all that stuff. But we're in a society now where you know people who are mm-hmm. you and I we're tight financially. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a spot where I can just give five bucks away. Mm-hmm. But if someone said, "Come enjoy some comedy for twenty five dollars." You're going to get an experience. You're going to get a night out. And then also, you're going to get to know that that $25 went to the SPCA. 
You're going to be like, fuck yeah, dude. That's like a double win. Yeah. I'm not giving away money. I'm buying something. Yeah. And that's, that's all you need to do. A hundred percent. So if you're out there and you're on Tinder Tales and you were in a relationship, <laughs> you have to do this show for free, you terrible hat. Now, sorry, only oh go to Speaking of, before we close out the episode, yeah, yeah. we'll have to take off really soon. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, So you're on Tinder. You've you've been on it. Yep. Do you want to see it from the girl? I'd love point to. Of I would fucking love to. So I want you to do a couple things because yep. you're. Because how long have you been a single man? Mm, just over a month. Holy shit! Fresh. Yeah. Fresh AF. Pretty fresh. Um. So I'm gonna get you to look at my profile. Yep. And tell me what you think. Yep. But then I'll 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 get you to swipe and I'll get you to see what we're seeing. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> All the time. So I don't know. Okay. Host producer of the Intoxicated Podcast. It's great. It's a drunk comedy podcast. It's good. I like it because it says who you are, what you're into. Uh, host meaning that you like to talk, which is great. People, it makes it easier. PR geek, event planner, TV addict, music pop culture lover, adventure seeker on a budget, popcorn <laughs> connoisseur, open book, very little filter. We'll secretly want to know your birth time and location for no reason at all. Bonus points for you. This is an astrology joke. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. See that goes over my head. My 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 initial thought process from coming from someone who has had Tinder for a week and uses it never and only <laughs> has only used it to see that people only like you if you have humor and they don't give a shit if you're just a person who likes fish. I guess <laughs> um, I would I would get rid of some of this stuff. Yeah, you think? Because then people have stuff they ask you, right? That's true. So much, I am giving a lot of so it away. So much nicer to uh, just be able to be like, hey, what are you into? What are you into? You'd be like, actually, I do a podcast. Exactly. All right. Kay. Benny. We're he's swiping. got a dog photo. Ooh, Benny wears plaid. He's got a <laughs> na- Dude, I'm in the same sense. Oh, baby. Okay, so here we go. Here we okay, go with the babies. So baby and dogs. There's babies three and dogs. things that a guy can hold in a Tinder photo that will make me not swipe on him. A fish, a baby, and a gun. Really? Yeah. Mine would be three. a baby. <laughs> A baby. <laughs> Two babies. And an acoustic guitar. Oh, that's bad too. Yeah. Also, um, oh, what was the what was the other thing? A like any type of animal that's clearly at a zoo yeah, that yeah, isn't yeah. yours. A caged animal. Yeah, that's a not really mo- a, a, a animal that's being forced to perform for you. Yeah, that's a big no-no. Okay, no Benny, with dogs. you know what? I, this is what I don't like. No matter who you are, I like it if you just have one sentence. Yeah, and a lot of men don't write bios. They don't. They don't. And I think if you're like, just make it easy, man. Like, especially because I think people expect men to message first, right? I think generally that's what we want. Yeah. yeah. So if you, you have a bio, a good I know. Exactly. Well, that's like, fuck, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a very complicated road. It's insane. My I don't bu- mind messaging first. My friend took over my phone. He just started swiping. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? He's that's like, what I don't every just, man does. And I'm do against it. it. I'm against it. I don't like it. And, Be more um, selective. And so he matched me with some girl and uh, she's like, don't get me started. If you something about Pepsi or some shit, she's <laughs> like, if you don't like full, like if you drink Coke, we can't get along or whatever like that or Pepsi or something like that. I was like, oh, like, what's your deal with that? And she's like, I just don't like it. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you don't drink soda at all? She's like, I drink Diet Coke. And I was like, what? 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 Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to start like a conversation yeah, based off what you're saying. And you're, you're like, gonna put fuck like your pop. I only drink diet soda and you're just like, okay. I actually, and that's one thing I will say too about making a bio. If you're going to do something quippy, 
like that, be prepared to... Be prepared to answer be, for it. Be prepared to answer for it because guys will... Like, I have on... It's a great I conversation have starter. on there a picture of me as Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I had on there being like... Or no, it was a hot dog picture. Yeah, yeah. Me as a hot dog. And it's like, don't... I, I bet you can't resist commenting with a joke or something yeah. like that. Pretty much saying because every single guy would message me with a hot dog costume and want to include it because it was fun, yeah, funny yeah. thing about me. But it was like constant, and so I took it took it off. Yeah. Because I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Okay. What do you think about Benny? Are we getting rid of him? Or Ooh, like him? Let's see. You do like him, don't you? I just the okay, and we don't know if the kid is his. No, the kid's definitely not his. He's got a dog that would eat that child. <sighs> He is attractive. Liked him. And that's the thing, too. If you're really attractive, I'll maybe give you a slide oh, for on sure. the baby. For sure. Why not? Especially if you're just attractive in general. It's fun just to print. Oh, this oh is- a guitar! We got a guitar! We got a guitar! Bass guitar! Oh, I just thought of an amazing game. Tinder bingo. Tinder bingo. You can, like, drink every time a that's true. trophy thing comes That'd up. That'd be pretty funny. Adam. Ooh. Adam. Likes Maroon 5, though. That's, uh... <laughs> Again, no bio. No bio, but does say that he likes... Snow- snowboarder. He's only... See, I always find this app is so cre- creepy because like Adam's a kilometer away. <laughs> That's really close. It's insanely close. And then tonight, <laughs> when you're going to sleep and you hear there will be love blaring from someone's apartment, you're like, Adam, <laughs> baby, Adam, it's me. <laughs> it's scary. People can't see what Adam looks like, but he seems like a genuine nice dude. Uh, you're I'm, actually you're actually not getting too many bad. I'm gonna go yet. ahead and. Say that he might smoke cigarettes. Okay. How do you know? Just because. You just get a vibe? I feel like he's, if he's a musician, he's probably stressed sometimes. Might play a lot of gigs, smoking cigarettes. pretty common with that culture. Even if he doesn't smoke cigarettes, really, he might be one of those dudes that smoke cigarettes when he's drinking. Yeah. Could be wrong, though. I assume things all the time about people, and then I get angry when people do it to me. So. Ooh, what? Ooh, you assume things a lot? Well, I just like judge people off of what they look like. Oh, okay. That's, we're, that's human. That's like fucking, yeah, you have to. That's. It's like, oh, I'm not going to judge that rattlesnake just because he looks like he could fucking kill me. It's like, no, you have to. You, you have to do that to survive. You have to. This is a no because there's too many sunglasses. Too many sunglasses. Snake bites and a mustache. That's a hard no. <laughs> Anyone want to come pick me up and get really high and maybe give me a BJ or do anal? Chris, 35. Oh, my. That. Yeah, that's this, a, this See, if you're going to write a bio, so that's the way to do it. So, this gets a screenshot because there's a live show coming up that I'm oh. using these for. Well, you're welcome for finding that. <laughs> that but is... But isn't this crazy? Because then you go like, oh, he's also only a kilometer away. And also, if you're going to be that upfront, you have maybe to use fun- a picture that face. isn't a gene- generic picture that's show like your face. not even doesn't if even show you. If it's you in a sand dune somewhere, then... And that's uh, what it is. Looks like they have snowboards. Yeah, they're sandboarding somewhere. Sandboarding. Tom. Nope. Nope. It's a beach. So some. (laughs) Caleb. Cats. I do like cats. Love cats. I love cats. See, the only downside is only one photo is not a selfie, and I'm I'm of the oppression that if like you get like you don't have if you're gonna only have one photo, make sure it's not a selfie, and if you're gonna have multiple photos, it's good to have photos just doing shit. So here's my thing. Yeah, go for it. Shoot. I'm going to keep swiping. You, you're lucky where you're a comedian. So you probably got, you got some headshots. You got some stage photos. Yeah, but even like stage photos and headshots, like I won't use my headshots because I don't like, I like them, but they're not for me. And I wouldn't, I would never put them on Tinder because I paid for those photos and it's not like natural to me. And then, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. See, because I, I'm, 
Because I have a friend in the city who's a Halifax matchmaker. Yep. And she actually highly encourages people booking photo shots. shoots. For sure. I can or, imagine. And like that one of you in the library? Yep. Like, I don't like think that guy. that... This guy's in the library right now. Oh, God. David's got a scarf. What the fuck? Which one's David? <laughs> Welcome to Girl Tinder. Dude, he's going to fucking high five that old lady. Oh. Great job, Ophelia. See you at church <laughs> next Sunday. Napped. <laughs> Ooh, we got a super like. Do you? The guys who super like me are always very. Oh no, I didn't mean to do that. They're oh, always a, to... they're always a certain type of male, and they're always older. Corey's only thirty seven. That is a lie. You do not look only thirty seven. He's got a ring around his neck. Would you agree? He oh, he doesn't not... look thirty seven. But I mean, if I went all the way to Mortar and kept the ring, I probably wouldn't look too good either. <laughs> Shane, bold move eating chicken wings at oh, the gate. Oh, chicken wing photo right at the gate. We got a outdoorsy picture. Oh, I kind of like Shane. Dude, Shane's in the Okanagan. I bet money on it. Oh, I'm into this. He will never match with me, though. Oh, Andrew. He looks too clean. Andrew, need a hiking, kayaking, fishing, and everything else in between kind of friend. Like, cook, clean, and do everything in between. Jesus. <laughs> Winky emoji. Oh, God. What is everything? And you only have one photo. And it's you, a lady, and another person who could be you. So, And there's a sailboat in the background. I have a feeling that Andrew's a sailboat. It's also fun if you want if you wanted to match with him to see if he'd message right away. That's always a fun game I play. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see if he says Because right. then we can fuck with them. It's a match. Bit. So let's see if he... We'll see if... Mayor. Let's see if he writes. Put your hands in the mayor, mayor, mayor. It's not bad, dude. There's not much to say, though. Can dress up. Straight man. Three kilometers Any bio? away. No bio. Fuck. If you don't have a bio, like, if you don't have the effort to just write a sentence, or even, like, dude, Google a shitty joke and put it in there. Just something that's going to make me be like, oh, Effort matches you. effort. Dude, for sure. David, just moved back from Vancouver and Fort Mac. Ooh, Fort Mac's a bad spot. He's probably addicted to drugs. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm just profiling. Oil money. That oil money. Yeah. Excited to see what's new around Halifax. Well, guess what, David? Nothing. <laughs> Halifax has been the same. <laughs> For a long time. For, oh, it lifts weights. That's good. Lifts mm. weights again. See, I would never post a photo of me working out because... In the last two weeks of working out, I've found uh, that no one looks good working out. <laughs> no one. No one. Ever. And then also, I've seen myself working out because there's mirrors everywhere, so you can look at your form. Yeah. And it's even grosser, so that's a hard Yeah, note. there should have mirrorless gems. Incubus. He likes Incubus. Okay, selfie. Selfie. I'm not. Jim, it's, Jim. He doesn't seem like selfie, my type. Selfie. He seems kind of bro Salad. Lots of selfies. I cook and play guitar. Oh, a multitasker. And he has... Sometimes simultaneously. Oh, see, he beat me to my own joke. <laughs> see, that's the comedian <laughs> in me. I'm, already, I'm always doing the math. I don't think so. Oh, it looks like he could... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> looks like he could be a member of the thrift store version of Dragon Force. <laughs> Matt, 30, moved from Ontario to work with wildlife, but living the retail dream. <laughs> Looking to meet people outside of work. Polly. Oh, great. <sighs> He's got a pet crow. <laughs> He's got a Harry Potter glasses. He's got one photo where he's holding a remote and a photo that's a little further back from holding the remote. Are Polly people always not that attractive? 
I don't know. Have you ever seen a hot poly person? I don't know. What I've seen, I don't know. I, I when I was younger, I saw a polygon once in Pokemon, but that was it. Oh, doggo! Dog Thomas. I'm a dog person. So which one is he? Is he a person who turned into a dog? <laughs> and therefore a dog person? That's just a photo of beer. <laughs> that doesn't count as a Tinder pick. Also, he's leaning his head up against what looks like a decorative pillow. So <laughs> That's an ad for Bumble on Tinder. Yeah. Jinto, one photo, <laughs> hard no. Smokestacks. Okay, Paul. First photos with two girls. What do you think of that? What do you think when it's just... I don't like it. You don't like it when the I don't. guys are with well, girls? Well, okay. In this case, like if it's a super... Yeah, he's not like fucking macking on them. If it's a super shit. friendly photo that yeah, is yeah, like... Yeah. It looks more like you're hanging out with friends. Yeah. And they happen to be women. But if it's just another one other woman, that's a no. Um, Paul has nothing written. I'm not... He also seems like, yeah, bro, let's crush some beers at brunch. He looks like that kind of guy. Yeah, he kind of does. So I'm going to say no to that. Craig is selfies. on a beach. Selfie on a beach, selfie on a couch. That's definitely a hotel room. That's definitely near a lighthouse. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know about this one. His nose is up his thumb or his thumb is up his nose, it looks like. No, ooh. that's a hard no on Craig. What, ooh. ooh, there's a long bio, though. Ooh. All right, you ready for Craig? Yeah. Uh, eliminate what you think about him, because here we go. Instagram <laughs> is... Boop. Couldn't tell you. Sorry, she had to bleep it out. Um, might have a better might have better chances reaching me on there. Just want to hang out with people and see where things lead. Go for a drive, question mark? Yeah. Sounds creepy. That's fucking safe. <laughs> I had a friend who went on a first date... Want, with a drive. Yeah. Well, I guess it all depends on who you are and also how much you talk prior to that. Yeah. Six foot tall, very adventurous, risk taker. Yeah. Like picking a girl up and driving with her. <laughs> Not messaging first. Show me you want to talk. Okay. Nice, dude. Nice, Craig. 420 friendly. I, any, anyone who puts that, I hate them automatically. Yeah. Just like, why? What do you, what do you, not, is, what do you, I'm not that. applying for a job. I don't give a shit if you like weed or not. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck you. Joey, that's just a picture of someone's pants. <laughs> see? Do you see? Are there any bad Dude, there is. women there, yeah, profiles yeah, 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 yeah. where it's like not even a picture of a person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find a lot of the poly ones are like that. Oh, it's where bad. Where it's just like people are like... Looking for the unicorn. Only what is it? Do you know what a unicorn is? It's um um. I was told that I was one recently. Um, oh, cause nice! I, Congrats. A future episode, I will talk about this. Uh, I went to a sex party oh. before the Christmas break. Um, well, I thought that it was a. Bi oh, you can woman. edit this out. But was it recently? Mm-hmm. Oh, because Vaughn was talking about it. Yeah, I know. He told me the other day, he's like, I have some jokes about, about, <laughs> and, was, and he's yep. like, I can stop saying it if you want. And I was like, I don't give a shit. No, he talked about it at the show on Stingley's. Talk, talk away. Right it was good. Um, I thought a, a unicorn was a woman who wants to hook up with a guy and a girl. Like mm. a, either a bi woman or like mm-hmm. something like that. But then like I was told the sex party that I was because I was just alone female at a sex party. Oh, uh, okay. So it was, it was like. Oh, because everyone kind of comes together. Yeah. That's crazy. Prime real estate. I didn't. That's a sex party. That's insane. Yeah, I'm. I'm still processing everything, but I do plan on talking about it at some point. That's good. On because I'll listen, but I'd absolutely <laughs> never go to one. Oh, we'll talk. We'll talk after this. It's crazy. It's insane. Matt, thank you so much. What for a great on episode. Now. That was fun. That was a lot that of was, fun. Uh, that opened up about more stuff than I should have. Ooh. And now you're now in the pool to come back if you want to be a 
guest co-host with me. I would love to. Because that's love to. Because that's something that I want to do. Is I want to start. I want to be like Kelly Ripa when Regis left, and like have like a different co-host. Why not? Every now and then, and then like. You can, if there's someone that you really like in the scene, we could get them on. For sure. And it might be a cool dynamic. So but I, I thank you so much. And oh, where can people you. find you online? Uh, comedian Matt Baker on Instagram. Comedian Matt Baker on Facebook. Or just Matt Baker on Facebook. You can add me as a friend. But follow my page so then people will like me. Because going back quickly, it's easier to book people. Like if I want to try and go set up a show somewhere, like I'm trying to do a show in a couple different spots, people want videos. But you also, it'll be good to be like, if you go to my Facebook page, I have over 1,200 people that like it, right? So my reach is 1,200 people. So if you do have the time, go to my page, like it, please and thank you. That makes it easier for me to book shows and just helps me to promote myself. This but, guy knows uh, his shit. I'm trying. You know trying. your shit. I gotta, if I want to be good, I gotta be good. You gotta, and you gotta know the business and you have a good grasp Where can people find you? Oh, I mean, Intoxicated Podcast Do on it. Facebook and Instagram. And Insta. And Sarah Mackle on Mackle. Instagram. And uh, also on Tinder now. <laughs> find her. Find Matt on Tinder too. <laughs> Good luck. I have this alias, secret yeah. name. Oh, do you really? No. Oh, that would be funny. I should. <laughs> but any shows you have coming up? So this will come out on Friday. Oh. Any shows? Just find him at any open mic. Yep, I'm doing shows the all the time, all the time. Just follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and you'll see what I'm doing. Fuck yes! Thank you so much, buddy. Thanks so much for on. having me. This was great. This was so fun. You can ring the bell. This is Bruce. Catch you on the flip. Good night and Kanye West. Oh, yeah. Good night and Kanye West. I love that.